God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labels. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvarywayrevivallabels at gmail.com or call 0806560799. God bless you as you listen and obey. Sandra, 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 Sandra,
We thank you for what you have done for us. We thank you for what you are doing. We thank you for what you are here to do. Thank you for what you are going to do tonight. We give you praise. We magnify your name. We lift your name on high. You are the covenant keeping God. You are the miracle working God. You will do wonders tonight. We say be thou exalted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we worship you tonight. We give you praise and honor. What a mighty God you are. What an excellent Redeemer you are. May your name be lifted for gathering us tonight. Those of us who are here inside the hall, those outside, those that are connected to us from all the discipleship families across the nation. We thank you for those that are watching online. Lord, we give you praise for such a moment like this. We know that it's going to be a special moment of encounter indeed. Thank you because the encounter has begun. May your name be glorified. That every one of us tonight will encounter you in a special way. And there will be a testimony, one of transformation of life, two of miracles, signs and wonders, healings, deliverances, all manner of wonders you will do in our lives tonight. Father, we say, may your name be exalted. Be thou exalted. For we have prayed in the name of Jesus. Can that amen be better? Amen. Please, you may be seated. You may be seated. Turn your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 1. Where we take uh, some time to look at the Word of God. We know that God is going to do miracles, God is going to perform signs and wonders tonight. Healings will take place in this meeting tonight. So many things will happen. And those of us who are joining us from all the discipleship families across the nation, wherever you are, the Lord is meeting you tonight at the very point of your need. Luke chapter 1, verse 67 to verse 75. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. It will happen here tonight in the name of Jesus. And has raised up the horn of salvation for us. In the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets. Which have been since the world began. That we should be saved from our enemies. And from the hand of all that hate us. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers. And to remember his holy covenant. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham. 
that he will grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. Amen. The theme of this season, because we can't handle the covenant keeping God in one special moment of encounter, so we'll be taking it as the Lord helps us various topics under that theme. But the first topic from that theme says, unveiling the mystery of Abrahamic covenant. Let's say it. Unveiling the mystery of Abrahamic covenant. Throughout the scriptures, there are records of places where God had covenant with men. What is a covenant? Covenant is a, let me call it promises that binds two persons that are in a relationship. For example, when two persons want to get married, they enter into promises. That's covenant. They promise each other before God and that binds them together. That's a typical example of a covenant. Now, we notice that from Genesis down to even in the New Testament, God has not stopped making covenant with people. In fact, from the first man he created, Adam, he started. Adam felt and then during the time of Noah, he picked Noah and made covenant with Noah. Then after Noah, he picked Abraham, made covenant with Abraham, and so on and so forth. He made covenant with... There was one Phinehas, the son of Eliezer. There was one uh, Rechabite, or the Rechab, the um, sons of Rechab, um, Rechab, called Rechabite. In Gen uh, Jeremiah 35, he made covenant with the man and his household. And then he made covenant with David. Now, but I, we discovered that of all these covenants, the greatest and the most outstanding of all of them is the covenant that he made with Abraham. That covenant is so powerful because it's an everlasting covenant. It is a covenant that affects all generations, including me and you, and the generation that are yet to be born. That's why we can say the Bible showed us that Abraham is our father. In fact, in Galatians chapter 3 verse 16, the Bible says that when God was talking to Abraham and said, my covenant is going to be between me and you and between me and your seed, that the seed he's talking about is not Isaac and is not the children of Israel. He said that seed is Christ. Let's see that verse. Okay, before we see that verse, let's see where God states that. In Genesis 17 verse 7. Then we now see where uh, our brother Paul was explaining what God meant in Genesis 17 verse 7. First of all, go to Genesis 17 verse 7. Then we get it. And then we see the explanation that Paul, by the Spirit, gave that in Galatians 3.16. Are you in Genesis 17 verse 7? Let's read it together. I want to go. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee, in their generations, for an everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee, 
and to thy seed after thee. Are you noticing that now? There are two things there. He said, I will establish my covenant between me and thee. That's one. And then between me and thy seed after thee. Are you, are you seeing that now? That seed, Paul was trying to explain who that seed is in Galatians chapter six, uh, 3 verse 16. Please run to that verse. Let's read it again together. Galatians chapter 3 verse 16. Galatians chapter 3 verse 16. If you are there, let's go. If you are not there, you meet us there. Once you go, now to Abraham and his seed where the promises made. He saith not unto thieves as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is what? Christ. Are you getting it now? So when God was saying to Abraham, I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and between me and your seed after you. Who is the seed that he's talking about? Is Christ. Is Christ. That is to say that by the reason of the coming of Christ, those of us who are not direct descendants of Abraham will become partakers of the same covenant. In fact, if you study the book of Galatians properly, you will notice that that was what Paul was trying to tell the Galatians. That it is not only the Jews that are children of Abraham. That even we the Gentiles, we are children of Abraham by faith. And we are partakers of the same covenant that God has with him. Amen. Now, that is exactly what the Holy Ghost was talking about through Zachariah at the birth of John the Baptist. That passage we read in Luke chapter 1. Go back to that passage. We are going to dwell there. And then we get one or two uh, lessons from there. And then we start uh, praying. Luke chapter 1, go back. You know, Zachariah became dumb from the day the angel came and told him that your wife, Elizabeth, is going to have a child. And the man was like, how can this be? We are too old. I am too old. My wife is too old. He began to doubt God. He forgot that God is the maker of heaven and earth. And there is what? There is nothing he cannot do. You are awesome in your ways. You are mighty in your words. You are the maker of heaven and earth. There is nothing you cannot do. You are all for me, your will. You are mighty, your will. You are the maker of heaven and The maker of heaven and earth. 
There is nothing you cannot do. Oh. The Lord spoke to Zachariah by his angels and said, You will have a son. And he began to doubt it. He said, This is not possible. He forgot that the God we are talking about, the covenant keeping God, is a God that will not allow his word to fall to the ground. Do you know what he said in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 11? He said, For as the scriptures say it, that's a scripture, and you are reading a scripture inside the scripture. You know what that verse is saying? The verse is saying, The Bible says, Inside the Bible. I don't think you know that verse. Romans chapter 10 verse 11 is a verse I don't want you to forget in the head. Hold Luke chapter 1, get there so that you will see a verse that you don't need to forget about the covenant keeping God. He watches over his words to do them as he promised. There is no situation he cannot change. He is the father of the fatherless. He is the judge of the widows. He settled the solitary in family and he bringeth out those who are bound with chains. Did you see Romans chapter 10 verse 11? What did he say? For as the scripture saith, those that put their trust in him shall never be put to shame. Have you put your trust in him and people are telling you that you have not gotten a child? After maybe how many years of marriage? Or maybe people are telling you you have not gotten married. And are you sure you are going to get married? Or the devil is telling you all those kind of things. The God we serve is a faithful God. He's a covenant keeping God. Zechariah doubted him. And because he doubted. He said you are not going to talk again. Until the day you will now prophesy with the same mouth. Hallelujah. God is a, a, a wonder-working God. He shut up his mouth because he wants to say something from the same mouth after nine months. How many of you will like that kind of thing? For God to close your mouth so that after nine months you will talk through your mouth. Powerful mysteries. <laughs> Amen. The Bible says at the birth of John the Baptist, he wrote John when they were asking him, What shall be the name of this child? And then, being filled with the Holy Ghost, he began to prophesy. He began to unveil the mystery of what is happening now and what has happened before. He began to connect what God has done, what God is doing, and what God is about to do. Do you remember that song? Do you remember the song we just sang now? And he said, he prophesied by the Holy Ghost. He said, blessed be the Lord God of Israel. He has visited and redeemed his people. He has raised up an horn of salvation. Who is that horn of salvation? He's talking about Jesus, who is six months old. Is this six months or three months? I think it's three months now. Because the mother of John is... Already six months before. So at the birth of John, the, the boy should be three months. Am I correct? 
and the mud and the womb of the water. So, Zachariah was prophesying about the man that has arrived. You know, a baby in the womb. And you talk about a personality like Jesus. Can the mother have miscarriage? Oh my God, there are some certain things that, you know, they can't just happen. Are you getting what I'm talking about? There are some realms you will get to. Some certain kind of thing cannot just happen to you. It's not possible. The, the, the horn of salvation is about to be born. In the next six months, God has released him onto the earth. And he has confirmed that when he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, and he said, we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all them that hate us. Now he said, the reason why God is releasing the horn of salvation, the Lord Jesus, is so that, look at verse 72, look 1, so that he will perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his what? His holy covenant. There are two kinds of covenants. Holy covenant and unholy covenant. You know, those that are entering into court, secret society, witchcraft and all of that, you know they also enter into covenant. What do you call that kind of covenant? Unholy covenant. When it is a covenant of a man with God, it is a holy covenant. And he said, the reason why God is sending Jesus is to fulfill what he told Abraham in Genesis 17. That I am going to establish my covenant between me and your seed. So that by the reason of his coming, you know, dying, we can become partakers of this same covenant. What that means is that everything that God promised Abraham will become your own. If you will meet the condition of the covenant. I didn't want to study that in detail today. In the next special moment of encounter, if the Holy Ghost will allow us, we will study that. That Genesis 17 from verse 1 down. Because in verse 1, he said, Abraham, walk before me and be blameless. And then... I will make my covenant with you. So, there is always a condition that you are going to meet before you become a partaker of his own covenant. That's why it's a covenant. It's a covenant because there is a part that each party is going to do. Between a husband and a wife, you will notice that on the day of wedding, the wife or the husband will begin to make promises. Am I correct? After he finished making promises, he has done his own part of the covenant. And the wife will start making her own until those two parties have made their own commitment to what they are going to be doing in this particular relationship. Covenant has not taken place. So Jesus came so that he will do something that will connect every man in every generation to the covenant of Abraham. In fact, the Bible went ahead to tell, to, uh, to tell us that even those who have died before him, he has to preach the same gospel to them when he went into the grave. That's what Second Peter um, chapter 3 um, talked about. That he went down. When he was in the grave, he preached to those who died before. So that they can become part of what is happening. 
Amen. Now look at it. It says, The oath which he swear to our father Abraham. Then verse 74, which is our normal thank you, we used to sing all the time. Can we read 74 and 75 together? One to go. That he will grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. Amen. That's where we are ending tonight. Once we understand these two verses, then we will pray and close. He said, look at it. I want you to get it very clearly. Now, if we are to be partakers of the covenant that God made with Abraham, then the seed of Abraham, Christ, need to do something that will give us the capacity to fulfill our own part of the covenant, which is serving him in holiness and in righteousness. That was what he told Abraham. Walk thou before me and be blameless. And if you do that, I, I will make my covenant between me and you. But being born as a natural man that is tainted with sin, we inherited from Adam. It is impossible for every natu- for any natural man to serve God in holiness and in righteousness all the days of his life. You know the meaning of all the days of your life. Do you know the meaning? From the day one we are born to the last day of your life on earth. That is what? All the days of your life. That is impossible until there is an intervention from the seed of Abraham, which is Jesus. Are you getting it now? That is why he came. Zachariah was prophesying by the Holy Ghost that the seed is here. In fact, when you read verse 76, verse 76, he started now talking about the child, the, uh, John the Baptist that was just born. He said, you child, you are going to go before this man to prepare his way. But the man, I have just talked about him, he is coming to do something that will bring every man into that capacity of fulfilling our own part of the covenant and participating in Abrahamic covenant. So that we will have what it takes to serve him. Now, I want us to look at that our own part properly. He said, he will deliver us from the hands of our enemies. Are you noticing that he is not one enemy? Eh? In the hands of what? Our enemies. Now, these are enemies that have been fighting against our fulfilling our own part of the covenant right from birth. The moment a child is born, there are enemies within and enemies without that will begin to fight to ensure that he doesn't serve God. In fact, when we begin to look in detail, because I want us to take it bit by bit, there are four aspects of that study I want us to take quickly. Number one, he said that we will serve him. We will serve God. What does it mean to serve God? You cannot serve God and mammon. Do you remember that? That is to say, you cannot be a servant of two masters. 
to be a servant of God is to be a man that is bent at discovering the will of God and doing it. If a young, a young man or a young boy goes for apprenticeship, can we call that young boy a servant to his ogre? Eh? Yes, now. It is what his ogre wanted him to be doing, that is what he will be what? doing. Not what he wants. Not what other people want. Because he is a servant. He is serving his ogre. So when the Bible said that we might serve him, before we talk about serving him without fear, and talking about serving him in holiness and righteousness, and then the fourth one, serving him all the days of our life, let's look at it one after the other. So I said there are four dimensions we are looking at now. The first one is serving him. Why are we looking at them? We are looking at them so that we can discover the enemies that Jesus has, you know, come to destroy around our life to liberate us so that we can serve him. Now, when we talk about serving God, since no man can serve two masters, any man that will be a true servant of God and serve God well, that man must be delivered from other servants and other masters. And I want us to take it one after the other. Turn your Bibles to John chapter 8 verse 34 quickly. We are going to see about five masters, enemies, that Jesus dealt with. You know, in order to empower us for the service, true service unto God. John chapter 8 verse 34. If you are there, you can help me read it quickly. Okay, let's, everybody, let's, let's read it together. One to go. Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is what? Is the slave, is the servant of sin. So sin is a master that has bound us that even when a man said, I want to serve God, you must be delivered from the master called sin. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say unto you, whosoever commits sin is what? Is a slave. Whosoever tells lies is a slave of sin. Whosoever commits masturbation Whosoever watches pornography, whosoever, whosoever means that he doesn't have respect for your title. You may be a pastor, you may be a preacher, you may be an archbishop, you may be whatever you want to be. Whosoever commits sin, that's why sometimes you see somebody, he wants to stop living in sin. He will decide, I don't want to do this again. But after all of that, he will still fall back to it again. Do you know why? The reason is because there is a master he needs to be delivered from. He's an enemy. That he delivered us from the hands of our enemies. One of the enemies that will not allow you to serve God is what? Sin is a master. Is a master. And I don't know whether you are here or you are under the sound of my voice and you are still a servant of sin. You may be speaking in tongues. Listen. 
Speaking in tongues does not exonerate you from the power of sin. You may be a worker in the church, in the choir. You may be so responsible and so respectable among the people of God. But sometimes it will be only you that knows that you are a secret slave of one particular secret sinful habit. The covenant-keeping God has sent the horn of salvation. And tonight I announce deliverance from this particular master called sin that will not allow you to be free. Be free from envy. Be free from malice. Be free from anger. Be free from unseriousness, laziness, in order to serve God. Somebody must be delivered tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to see also Proverbs chapter 22, verse 7. I will be very fast because we just have some few things to cover tonight before we start uh, the prayers for the ministration. The word of God is another level of ministration that when you get it, it has already ministered to you in a powerful way. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 7. Are you there? If you are there, let's read it together. One to go. The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. What's the meaning of that? Anytime you borrow money from somebody to do anything, oh, bro, if, uh, bro Nyeka, can you borrow me 20 naira? I want to buy something, I will give you back. The moment the person borrows you money, the borrower, according to the word of God, that does not fail, is what? Is what? Is a servant to the lender. And if a servant cannot serve two masters, how can you be a servant to a lender and a servant of God at the same time? Are you understanding the question? You are entering into another kind of servitude. And that's why sometimes when the time you made promise to pay back is reaching and the things you are putting your hand into to recover the money is not forthcoming. How do you feel? How do you feel? Before you know it, you can't pray again. You won't be able to read Bible again. If they tell you at that state to carry your Bible and start going for evangelism house to house, will you be able to go? Something will tell you, what if you are passing that street now and the first person will jam is the man? Are, are you getting it? You will not be a servant of God if you have not learned to depend on God and trust Him. The Lord is my shepherd. Shall I want? We need to learn to trust God. To provide our needs. I was talking to a brother who called me on phone yesterday. I said that he was asking me about you know, borrowing money and all of that. I said, one of the things that helped me and reduce my activities is that if something is coming to my mind, say, do this business, do this one, I will always pray and say, God, please provide money. If I don't see money from you, I know it's not you. If it is you, you will provide what? The money. I will wait. We, we have not learned to wait on God. And we don't know the implication of being a servant. You can't do anything against the word of God. Whether you know it or you don't know it. The borrower is a servant to the lender. We must learn to trust God, people of God. 
We don't answer believers from out. Believers means those who have learned to believe their God to intervene for them at the time of need. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, say, let us therefore come before the throne of grace so that we will obtain mercy and receive help at the time of need. Let's see. I'm not dealing with these matters in detail. Maybe another day we'll come for that, but let's just see them quickly. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 23. Are you there? Are you there? If you are not there, meet us there. If you are there, read with me. One to go. You are bought with a price. Be not ye the servants of men. You we are bought with a price. Therefore, do not be what? Which price were you bought with? You were bought with the precious blood of Jesus. He bought you to own you as his own, as his own servant. He now warned us. Do not be what? A servant of man. Do not be living your life at the mercy, at the will of man. There are some of us that before you do anything, you will shake to know how people are going to see it. As if they are your Lord. As if they are the one that will determine what you will do. When you have the Lord as the Lord of your life. If the Lord is your Lord, then He must be the only one you will be pleased in always. Anybody you please, anybody at all you please, from that moment you become His servant. To be a servant of the Lord is to be a pleaser of the Lord at all times. Amen. We have also quoted, but let's read it together. Matthew chapter 6 verse 24. Let's read it together. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God. And what? These are enemies. People, things that will not allow you to be serious with God. Pursuit of money. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Listen, one thing about the Bible is that if you like, joke with it. It is still the truth. You know, people normally say eh, the love of money is the root of all evil. Don't you love money? And they t- try to crack joke around it. Listen, the love of money is the root of all evil. If your love for money is more than your love for God. That's when you will abandon your relationship with God in the pursuit of money. That's when they will ask you to compromise your age as a civil servant so that you will gain this or you gain that. They will ask you to sign signature. They will ask you to do one thing or the other that is against the will of God. And you will do it even as somebody who is saying that you are a Christian. You can't be a servant of God. Jesus came as the horn of salvation to deliver us from the hand of these enemies so that we will serve God. If you are still serving money, you are still pursuing money, giving the things that will give you money, more time and attention than the things of God, 
then you can never ever be a servant of God. Sometimes we, we talk about it, but I notice that we are becoming used to it. Such that it doesn't touch us again. You know, you, you, you ask somebody, why didn't you come to discipleship class? He will tell you, as I was preparing for discipleship class, um, it's something scattered. And I don't know what to do again. And I said, if it's the exam you are preparing, if it is the exam you are preparing and the same thing happens, you will not go for exam. If it's a business contract you are planning to, to negotiate and win, and as you are planning to go for that business contract, then that visitor that stops you, you know there is a visitor that stops you from coming to discipleship. You are not answering me anything. No. That visitor that stopped you just arrived. He will tell uh, the visitor, please, uh, I was planning to go for somewhere, but I just want to cancel it just because of you. No! You will notice that the things of God have not come up in your heart. The things that concerns you, the things that will give you money, is more important to you than the things that will take you closer to God. So you, you don't mind, you don't mind sacrificing your quiet time for one week. And before you know it, you start falling into sin. So many things are happening around believers. But God will help His people. If you believe that God will help you as a person, can you say, Lord, help me? Amen. In First uh, John chapter two, First John chapter two, do not love the world nor the things that are in the world. Say, if anybody loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You know what that verse is saying? He said, if you combine it with Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, say, no man can serve two masters. Why? Because if you are to serve any master, you will love the master. Say, For you will love one and hate the other. That is to say, the moment you love the world, he said, the love of the Father is not in you. So you cannot be a servant of the world in their pattern in everything and you want to be a servant of God. Jesus came to stop us from these enemies that are you know, hindering us from serving God so that we can serve God on, without distraction. Amen. Now, one thing I want you to note is that we normally regard Satan as an arch enemy, isn't it? Any small thing that happens, we say, ah, it is Satan, isn't it? But let me tell you, Satan is only re- leveraging on the these other, you know, masters. The devil can never attack your life if sin has not first of all mastered you. The devil can never, you know, hinder you or limit you or do anything against you if you know, the flesh, the world system did not capture you. The first thing the devil does when he wants to destroy a, a believer, let me talk about a believer now, is to first of all, you know, begin to show you opportunities of how to make money. Making money is not a sin, but loving money and giving it more attention than God is what becomes a sin. That was what he did to Jesus. The Bible said he was showing him the kingdoms of this world and their glory. And he said to him, if you will bow down and worship me, I will give it to you. That's what he does. And before you know it, 
as those things are coming, they will be coming innocently. Innocent businesses coming your way. But they are targeting your quiet time. Eh? You know, there was a brother. Let me tell the story. One of us was doing prayer encounter for him in the incubation school. This young man, he has been a sinner lost for years. And God just had mercy on him and brought him to himself in discipleship. And so he started incubation school. Then, the moment he started incubation school, he did the first encounter, prayer encounter with him. He prayed for him. He asked him, do you have anything you want me to pray for you? He said, pray for me that I will get a job. I don't have a job for years. And then he prayed with him. And just within one week or two weeks after that prayer, he told him that he has gotten a job and it is in Ghana. And he's traveling. In fact, as he's telling, he's telling him that he's traveling immediately, the following day. <laughs> so when he brought him to my house so that I would pray for him before he traveled, I asked him a question. I'm suspecting, within me I was suspecting that this, this is not actually a job from God. I'm suspecting that this is a distraction from what God just wanted to do. This is a sinner that is lost for years. He told me that for years he has been wallowing from one sin to the other. But look at the moment God wants to just help his life, put his life in shape, so that he will be delivered from these enemies. Something that looks lucrative. I said, I'm suspecting something. But I don't know. I will pray. But I, am, I told him, I told the brother, I said, I'm suspecting that this job is not from God. But if you want you to pray for you, I will pray for you. I prayed for them and they, le and they left. Oh, the story is so bad. Because within, a, within some few weeks, we heard that he is back. Whether he was deported or not, I don't know. Amen. Now, there is nothing wrong with a job. But what I kept telling people is that anything you see like an offer, the devil can offer you something. He offered Jesus. Are you getting what I'm talking about? He offered Jesus. It may come like an offer. Oh, you are looking for a husband. And then, and let me tell you the way it happens. When God's own is already on the pipeline, he will quickly rush and bring his own. So that the moment you embrace his own, you will lose out. Tell your neighbor, be careful and wait for God. There is nothing wrong. Job is good. Promotion is good. All those things are good. But be careful it is coming from God. Abraham said to king of Sodom, when the king of Sodom told him, carry the goods, carry everything, Abraham said, I have lifted up my hands to the Lord God, most high God, that I will not take anything from you, whether it is a shoe lashes, anything, so that you will not open your mouth and say, you are the one that made Abraham rich. I have lifted up my hands. So anything that will enter these hands must be what will come down from heaven. Nothing at the level of men will enter it. Because my hands are lifted up. May your hands be lifted up to the Lord God of heaven. So that nothing from man will enter your hand. The only thing that will enter your hand will be from God. And if it's coming from God, it can pass through man. But you know that it is coming from... I have series of testimonies along this line. I told a brother that I don't ask anybody for anything. Even when I was a student on campus, I don't ask my parents, give me anything. God said to me, if you need anything, ask me. I'm the one that will know who will meet your need. 
I, I will, I'm the one that will tell your parents. I'm the one that will tell anybody. If I want to use your parents, I will tell them. If I want to use any other person, I will tell them. So anytime I have a need to pay for my accommodation or my school fees, I will start praying and say, God, look at accommodation. When I, was, I wanted to do my financial project, I said, God, look at the need. And that's how he has... He, he, since that, see, see, let me tell you. We don't just need to talk about God. We need to prove that God is faithful. By waiting on Him, trusting Him, and seeing His faithfulness. Amen. Our God is a covenant-keeping God. Now He said that we will serve Him without fear. That's the second dimension. The first one is that we will serve Him. The second dimension is that we will serve Him what? Without fear. Fear is one of the things that has made so many people not to serve God the way they should serve God. And there are so many things people fear. People fear tomorrow. They fear the future. That's why sometimes God will be calling a man and say, leave everything you are doing. Serve me with all your time. So many are always afraid to trust God and go into that full-time work. They will be afraid because they will be like, is God able to sustain me? <laughs> because they don't know God and they cannot trust God. Some people are afraid of tomorrow. So when God will ask them to do something, take a stand, they will not be able to do something for him. Fear of tomorrow, fear of provision, fear of protection, lack of trusting in God. When you read the book of Psalm, you need to learn how to enjoy the book of Psalm. It's a powerful book. So many psalms, oh my God, we need to eat it like food. Have you read Psalm 46 verse 1? He said, the Lord is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in trouble. He said, therefore we will not fear. Even if the earth is removed. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He restorates my soul. Go and read that book. You see where a man that has learned to trust God is always talking to him, always showing him, my confidence is in you. We sing it with song, but we don't believe it with our hearts, and we don't act it out. Fear of the future, fear of tomorrow, then fear of what people will say. Let's read the scripture, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. Hebrews chapter 13, quickly, verse 5 and 6. Are you in Hebrew 13? Verse 5 says, Let your conversation, your conduct, be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. Why? For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Verse 6, everybody together. So then, we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me? My helper, oh, my helper, my helper, there is nothing, there is nothing, there is something that makes me. Coming to your presence, oh. He said, I have said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, let your life deal with that covetousness. 
do we talk about covetousness among people that say they are servants of God? Jesus said, freely you have received. Freely give. Why is it that when a man of God or a guest artist is needed to minister to the people of God, he will begin to tell you the price. You must pay so and so amount before I wake up. Why? He said, are you afraid whether you will be sustained? He said, I will never leave you. No. He said, therefore, I'm not going to be afraid what man will do. Whether if I finish preaching and you will not give me anything, it doesn't concern me. Because somebody has made a promise. I will never leave you. Why will pastors be trusting and be depending on their members for their sustenance? Oh, the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5, it says, Cause is the man that trusted a man. He will never know when good comes. He said, blessed is the man that trusted in God. He said, he will not know, he will not know famine in the year of famine. He will not be careful in the year of famine. Amen. Fear of what will happen. Fear of what men will say. Some because of persecution. Eh? They cannot come out and boldly serve God. Stand out for God. You want people to accept you in your place of work. So when you are supposed to stand out as a child of God and declare your stand, nobody will know whether you are a born again or not. There are so many of us that are doing that kind of thing. It is not correct. You need to stand out for Jesus. You need to be outstanding. You need to have your standards. As a true Christian. Fear of whether people will accept you. Are they your God? Whether they will hate you. Excuse me, Jesus said that all men will hate you for my sake. Matthew 10, 22. All men will hate you for my sake. So if you are still afraid of persecution or suffering, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 12, it says, Yeah, all that want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, they will suffer persecution. You don't need to be afraid. Even fear of death. Fear of death. He said that we will serve him without fear. If you are still afraid of death, you can be a servant of God. I was listening to a man of God. He said that people were threatening to kill him and they didn't know that he has died. I said, this is the correct man. How can you be planning to kill a man that has died? The day I got born again, you know what happened to me that day? I, I, I was crucified. My crucifixion was activated. I am crucified. I'm dead with Christ. It is no longer I that lives. Christ is the one that lives in me. Why will I be afraid of death? Why? When I have died. Or you read Bible and you don't believe Bible. Why will you read Bible and you will not believe Bible? Amen. Fear of demons, fear of Satan will not allow you to pray for somebody. When they say pray and cast this demon out, seven sons of Skiva will come to your heart. Many of us are like that. You remember seven sons of Skiva. How demon left the person that they are praying for and started attacking them. Fear of demons. So many of you are running away from casting demons out. When Jesus said with his mouth in Mark 16, 17, he said, These signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they shall cast out 
demons. How can you be afraid of defeated, defeated people? Colossians 2.15 says that Jesus has disarmed principalities and powers. He has made the pollution of them, triumphing over them by the cross. We need to serve him without fear. And I decree may every fear in your life that has been stopping you from serving Jesus, serving God, the way you should serve him, may they be dealt with today in the name of Jesus. The third dimension says that we will serve him in holiness and what? And righteousness. We will serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness. They are not the same. Holiness is not righteousness. Righteousness is not holiness. One of the problems we have in Christianity is ignorance of so many things. Sometimes you ask a Christian, a believer, what is the difference between holiness and righteousness? You say holiness and righteousness. Are they not the same? Uh-uh. If, it is, if they are the same, you would have said holiness or righteousness. They are different. What is righteousness? The Bible says, do not be deceived, little children. He that practices righteousness is of God. 1 John 3 verse 7. Righteousness, you know the right thing. Excuse me, madam. You are a civil servant. You came to work by 8 o'clock. When is the right time to write that you came to work? What is the right time to write? 8 o'clock. Why are you writing 7 30? He that practices righteousness is righteous. Some people say we are once saved, forever saved. Excuse me, have you read your Bible? Have you read your Bible? He says, in him there is no sin. He was manifested to take away our sin. The same says John 3 verse 5. And in him there is no sin. And whosoever abideth in him, sinneth not. You can't be living in sin and you say you are serving God. Eh-eh. Some people, Jesus said, they will say to him on that day, Did we not prophesy in your name? Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Did we not cast demons out in your name? Did we not do many mighty works in your name? But I will say to them, then, not now, as you are doing those things, eh, you notice that power is still moving. After masturbation. You know, a brother came for counseling one day and he said to me, I discovered that after I finished committing homosexual acts in a conference ground, the following day, they were casting demon out and I came and commanded the demon and the demon left. <laughs> I said, when you off a fan, the fan does not stop blowing immediately. The moment you start living in sin, you are disconnected, but you may still see some things happening. That does not mean that you are still connected. No. In him there is no sin. So anytime you see yourself in sin, you are no more in him. Full stop. Righteousness. We can't serve God well without serving Him in righteousness. A sinner is not a Christian. And a Christian is not a sinner. Don't be confused. Don't be deceived with this issue of let us sin and confess. And then sin again and confess again. That we will serve Him in righteousness and holiness. Righteousness first. Then what is holiness? Opposite of holiness is commonness. What is the essence of holiness? If my tongue is holy, listen carefully. If my tongue is righteous, let me use my tongue as an example. If my tongue is righteous, the only thing I am conscious of is to avoid saying anything that is 
fame. Let's say telling lies or cursing somebody with my tongue and all of that. That is a righteous tongue. But if my tongue is holy, then number one, I'm not going to say anything that is sinful with my tongue. Then number two, my tongue will only move when God wants it to move. That, that is when you can now say that this tongue is holy. Holiness means that it is separated only for God's use. Do you understand? You better get it well. We are not to serve him anyhow. We are to serve him in holiness. Men that are reserved, kept only for his use. Men that God cannot use you, your mouth. At the same time of using your mouth, then the same mouth will be used to cause somebody or tell lies. It is not the true God. Sometimes I see people say they are speaking in tongues by the Holy Ghost. And the same person speaking in tongues by the Holy Ghost is watching pornography. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. The, the spirit of pornography, is he a Holy Spirit? The spirit of masturbation, lying, is he the Holy Spirit? And after all of that, you come to speak in tongues and your own tongue, both the sound and the, you know, the manifestation will be greatest. In holiness. In righteousness. The service must be... That is why Jesus came. To deliver us from all these enemies that are stopping us. From serving Him, number one. From serving Him without fear, number two. From serving Him in holiness and in righteousness. And then number four. All the days of our life. Brothers and sisters... We are meant to serve God all the days of our life. Any day of your life you didn't serve God. Or you didn't serve God without fear. In holiness and in righteousness is a wasted day. Sometimes I'm worried about the stories of some of us Christians. You'll be serving God as a brother, as a sister. Before you know it, something will happen. You alone knows what happened. And then they will ask you what happened. You say, I don't know how it happened. I don't know what happened. All I just know is that I find myself in that uh, brother's or that man's house. And then we committed fornication. I don't know how it happened. It's a lie. You know how it happened. You know when the man sent you, sent you the first test message. And after you finish reading it. You, you preserved it somewhere. You know the chatting on WhatsApp and Facebook. You know everything that happened. The day you are going to the man's house or the day you are going to the woman's house, you know. In holiness and righteousness, all the days of our life, listen carefully, listen carefully. The days that are spent in sin are wasted. A young man came for counseling one day and I asked him, how many years are you? He told me how he has been living in sin, all manner of sin. I said, how many years are you? He said he is 21 years old. I said, 21 years wasted, 21 wasted years. You are supposed to serve God from day one of your life till the end. And you have wasted how many years now? 21 days in sin, in unholiness, in unrighteousness for 21 years. Somebody should, say, somebody should say, enough is enough for the years 
that unrighteousness and unholiness has taken away from me. I should be able to dedicate the rest of my life to serving without fear in holiness and righteousness for the rest of my life. What is your problem? Who is drawing you back? How many years will you continue to quarrel? How many years will you continue to fight and see? He says, it's time to say, enough is enough. I want to spend the rest of my life for him. Because that is the only way we can be partaker of this Abrahamic blessing. Years of malice, how many years? You and this woman, you and the other man, you are not talking. Excuse me, how many years? I think it's enough. You need to make peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. It is time for us to say enough is enough for wasting our life, wasting our years in sin, because those years have no record with Him. All the days of my life, I will serve Him. That's what God is looking for. And that's the only kind of service that will guarantee heaven at last. Heaven at last. Rise on your feet as we read Exodus chapter 23, verse 25 to verse 26. I would like us to read it while we are standing. Exodus chapter 25, chapter 23, verse 25 to verse 26. Are you there? Are you there? Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. If you are there, tell me now. Are you there? Good. Let's read it together. One to go. And ye shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast thy young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. That's the covenant we are talking about. What is our own part? Just one thing. What is our own part? One. You shall serve the Lord your God. And then look at the part that he will do. Not in heaven, while we are alive. He said, number one, he will bless your bread and your water. Do you remember that it is the blessing of the Lord that maketh it rich? And added no sorrow to it. Number two, that's prosperity. Prosperity assured. When you serve the Lord your God without fear, in holiness and righteousness for the rest of your life, you are assured of God's own path. Prosperity. Is it not the same thing that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33? Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what will happen? Every other thing shall be added unto you. Why do we know it and we don't do it? Number two, he said, I will take sickness away from your midst. Listen, God himself, you know he's a covenant-keeping God. He said, when you serve him, according to his terms, without fear, free from other masters, in holiness, in righteousness, he said, I will take sickness away from your midst. You know, I have enjoyed that for years. And then recently, about one or two years ago, I said, but this thing didn't say I will take sickness from your life. He said, from your midst. And I said, okay, now 
in my family, nobody should be sick again. If I'm serving God, I want to know. It was a covenant. In my family today, is a covenant we said, God, you said that if I serve you, that's my part. Sickness cannot be found in our midst. Our God is faithful. Do you believe that? He is faithful to his own part of the covenant. And I'm telling us, as we are going to pray now, just make up your mind, make a fresh commitment, say to Jesus, I want to be a true servant of yours. And you will watch God do wonders in your life. He said, number, number three, number three, he said, there shall nothing cast their young. You will not bury your child. You will not have miscarriage. It's not, see, let me tell you, a believer should not have miscarriage if you are serving the Lord your God. It's a covenant. It's an agreement. God is faithful to his own part. And then he said again, no barren in thy land. Barrenness is not for us. It's a covenant. Listen, having your own child is a covenant. This issue of uh, being afraid, if I marry, will I have child? Enough of that. Get to your own part. Do your part. And God said, you will not be barren. If you will be able to serve him. And then, when God says you will not be barren, he is also saying you are not going to go unmarried. Psalm 89, verse 5 and 6 says, He is a father of the fatherless. He is the judge of the widows. He says, He is our God in his holy habitation. He now said that, verse, uh, verse 6, He said, God sets the solitary in families. God sets the solitary in families and bringeth out those that are bound with chains. Is a faithful God. And then finally he said, the number of your days I will fulfill. You will not die by accident. You will not die on timely death. Fear of armed robbers or kidnappers is not... Listen, they say civil war. They say this does... Let, let me tell you. As long as you are standing by this covenant, do you know that for the sake of one man, God can avert civil, civil war? I say, God, I'm in a covenant with you. It will not happen. After all, Psalm 46 verse 9 says that he maketh wars to cease from the ends of the earth. He said he breaketh the bow and he cutteth the spear in asunder and he burneth the chariot in fire. If he makes war that has already started to cease, is he not able to make the one that will not start, that has not, that has not started not to start? Lift up your hands and say, God, I will serve you. I will do my own part of this covenant. Can you begin to pray now? Let me hear you pray. Pray in a serious way this evening. We are here for a special moment of encounter. You can't live here tonight in a house. You must get into a serious part with God. Can you say, Lord Jesus, you came to deliver me from the bondage of all the masters. I must be delivered from the hands of my enemies. Malebo Shandara Baba 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 Lebo Sika La 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 Lebo Shima Mahunda Laba Sandara Bakunde We are here for a serious business. Enough is enough for joke. 
our generation will serve God. Excuse me, our generation will see God. Hey, do your part. He's a faithful God. And you shall serve the Lord your God in holiness, in righteousness. He will bless your bread and your water. And we make sick, take away sickness. Is there sickness in your body? Is there sickness in your family? Is there sickness in your lineage? I will take it away. Make a commitment to serve him. To be free from sin. From the master called sin. To be free from fear of men. I will not fear what men will do to me. I'm resolved to walk with him. What is man? That he will be hindering my service of God. What is man compared to God? God is my helper. He is my helper. Ah, God is my helper. No more inconsistency. I say no to inconsistency. I'm ready to be a true disciple of Christ. I will follow him at all costs. Kabula basama kula rabashanda. Lendelepo shanda rabakunde. Malanto kandala basanda. Rindalepo shanda rabasanda. Malanto kanda. Randola basendelepo shanda. Rabakulepo shanda rabakanda. Lendelepo shanda. He started the solitary in families. He brings out of shame those who are bound. He is the father of the fatherless. He is the judge of the widows. Are you a widow? God is the judge of the widows. God is the father of the fatherless. He will bless the, your bread and your water. And the blessing of the Lord make it rich. What is the devil offering you that is taking you away from God? Resolve no more. No more. No more. I make a commitment to serve him. I make a commitment to be serious with God. I make a commitment to be serious with God. I will not allow it. Excuse this anymore. My relationship with God must be number one. La baston to la baston de le bosanda. Lende le bosanda la baston de la baston. Lende le bosanda la baston de le bosanda. You are the mighty God. Covenant keeping God. Oh. You are the El Shaddai. You are the miracle working God. Kabula basima kula rabashanda. Kalenda lebo suma. Rabakula rabashanda rabakanda.
from today so that the covenant of Abraham he will participate in it let there be deliverance that he will deliver us from the hands of our enemies that he will deliver us from the hands of our enemies deliver us cry for deliverance cry for deliverance over this life so that he can be free to serve the Lord the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the broken hearted to preach deliverance to the captives the opening of the eyes to the blind to set at liberty those that are oppressed Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. Now, we are going to pray now. I'm going to pray for you shortly. Just before that prayer, if you really meant what you are praying, I want you to take a step and come out here. Even if this place did not contain, contain you. Just leave your seat. Make sure you have left your seat. You are saying to God, I want to participate in Abrahamic covenant. I want to, from today, to, you know, I want to be delivered from every other master. I want to be a true servant of yours. I want to serve you in holiness, in righteousness, without fear. Every distraction must leave my life. If you are making that commitment, just leave your seat, even if the front did not contain you, take a step. Take a step. Maybe you have not given your life to Christ in the first place. Can you say to Jesus, today I surrender. Can you pray that prayer now? Or maybe you are not consistent with your discipleship. You will come this Sunday. Next Sunday you will not be there. You are, seri- you are not serious. Can you say to the Lord, today I make a commitment to be serious with you. Take a step. Make a commitment. The Lord is hearing you. It's a covenant. He will do his own part. Forget about his own part. He will do it. He's a faithful God. Covenant keeping God. Covenant keeping God. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Now listen, I'm going to lead you in a prayer now. That you are going to promise God, I will do my own part. So that I can participate in Abrahamic covenant. And enjoy the blessing thereof. Abraham did not live small. He was a great man. The Lord blessed him in all things. And so it is. It should be for every believer. I want to lead you in a prayer. And I want you to note what is happening today. It's like a wedding day of a man. When the priest or the pastor is saying, Say after me. And you are praying, making a promise into this relationship. That's what we are doing now. We are entering into a fresh, very serious relationship with God. I will follow you, I will serve you, I will love you. Lord, help me. Lift up your right hand and say after me. 
Heavenly Father, thank you for this covenant. You made with our blood our father Abraham. And through his seed, Christ, you have qualified me to participate in it. Lord, as you deliver me out of the hands of my enemies, that will not allow me to serve you well, I make a pledge. I make a promise as my own part of this covenant to serve you without fear. Not to serve any other man or God. Whether it is sin or, or, or lender or Satan or any kind of master. I will serve you without fear. I will not be afraid of man. I will not be afraid of Satan. I will not be afraid of tomorrow. I will trust you. I will love you. I will serve you. In holiness. Separated unto you. Dedicated for your holy use. In righteousness. Away from all sins. Secret and public. For the rest of my life. Lord, I've wasted some years in sin. I don't want to waste any more time. Enough is enough for the years wasted. The years ahead of my life, I dedicate it to this service of you. Hold me, Lord. Keep me, Lord. By your mighty hand. In the name of Jesus. Now sing this song as we have been singing. You are the mighty God. Hey! Covenant keeping God. You are the El Shaddai. Miracle working God. You are the mighty God. Sing on to him now. Covenant keeping God. You are the El Shaddai. You are the miracle of Now place that right hand on your head as I pray for you. Father, this evening is a very serious evening. I pray for your children that have made a commitment. Some of them, this is their first time of saying seriously in their heart. Away with a sinful partner, a dear friend, a boyfriend. Away with anything that is causing me to sin. Away with unseriousness with the things of God. Some of them, they have said it before, but they were distracted. Lord, I pray that deliverance will take place tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach deliverance to the captives. To preach good news to the poor. Yes. To, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To set at liberty those that are oppressed by the devil. To preach the opening of the eyes to, to, to those who are blind. Tonight, by the power of the Holy Ghost, everything that is standing in your life as an enemy, that has been hindering and stopping you from serving God, I break their yokes over your life. In the name of Jesus! The yoke of poverty is broken. 
the yoke of causes and, and satanic covenants, ancestral covenants that are manipulating your life, limiting you from making progress, they are permanently broken. The limitations around your finances are taken away. I see God blessing your bread and your water. I see the faithful God fulfilling his own part of this covenant. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, I will take sickness away from your midst. Every sickness in your body is taken away now. Every sick, no matter how long it has lasted. There are five persons the Lord is healing of ulcer now. Five of you. Ulcer has been troubling and disturbing you. The Lord is taking away ulcer now. You, you will look for that ulcer, you will not see it again. Thank you, Father. There is a lady here. The devil has planted the seed of cancer in your life. Waiting to manifest 10 years from now. The Lord has taken away that seed. You will not suffer from cancer. The Lord said, I will take sickness away. That cancer is taken away from you. He said, none of you shall be barren. Any woman here, the devil has brought you down and you seems as if at the time of life you are not conceiving by the reason of this covenant today. Come on, carry your child. Yes, yes. The angels are releasing children into your, the hands of anyone that is bad in here. It's a covenant giving God. I see a woman receiving a baby now. I see a woman receiving a baby. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. The covenant keeping God is doing it. God set the solitary in families. Psalm 89, verse, verse, verse 6. God set the solitary in families. As many brothers that are trusting God for money to get married, the Lord is making a way for you. Faithful sisters waiting upon God for your husband, the Lord is making it to happen for you. God settles solitary in families. He will give you your own family. He will give you your own husband and your wife. He will give you your own children. And you will bring them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. You will not bury your children. Those of you that are parents that have buried your children before now, that will not happen again. And those of you that are here, because you are here, it will not happen to you. You will not cast your young. You will not have miscarriage. I command the spirit of miscarriage that has been troubling the married couples here or waiting for those that were married to take away their babies in their womb. Get out! And come back no more. In the name of Jesus! Thank you, covenant keeping God. Thank you, miracle working God. I saw somebody receiving a package. Well wrapped package was delivered to a brother now. 
Thank you, Jesus. That's a powerful miracle. That's a very powerful miracle happening. There shall be testimonies. Testimonies of God's own part of the covenant. Is a miracle working God. He breaketh the Red Sea for the children of Israel to pass through. He maketh a way where there is no way. God is going to make a way for you. Where there is no way. Where you are rejected before now. By the reason of this covenant today, you will be accepted there. Thank you, Father. I see appointment letters given to people here now. Appointment letters for wonderful jobs. Powerful jobs coming your way. You have searched for job for years. I see angels delivering appointment letters to people here. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, Father. Now listen, listen, listen. I, I had a shout. Peace. 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 It was three times shouted. And the Lord said, He is restoring peace to a family. The shout was three times. Peace. 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 And so I decree peace unto that troubled family. Thank you, Father. Yes, thank you, Jesus. There is someone here. You have a sister that has been divorced. She is not living with her husband. The Lord is bringing back that marriage. It's a restoration of broken home. The Lord is restoring that home now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. A home is being restored back. Oh, oh, thank you, maker of heaven and earth. There is nothing you cannot do. There is nothing, there is nothing, there is nothing. There is nothing, there is nothing, there is nothing. There is nothing. Now listen, listen, listen. I heard the voice of the Spirit of God telling me, He said, three accidents averted. There are three persons that the Lord has planned accidents for you. Two of you are with us here. One is with us online. You are joining us online. The Lord said, the accident that has been planned for you, that will happen before the end of this year, has been averted. That accident will not happen to you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yes, I heard a voice. The Lord said, and there shall be a sign. Now listen, I want you to say, God, give me a sign. A sign, a testimony that is so outstanding about what you are doing today. The Lord said, there should be a sign. It's not just an empty meeting. There shall be a sign. A sign in your life. A sign in your family. You will testify. You will testify. The Lord is here. You are the maker of heaven and earth. You are the maker of heaven and earth. 
announcement of admissions, admissions, admissions. There are several young people that are looking for admission here. It's not an ordinary admission. It's a miraculous one. Amen. The Lord is releasing miraculous admissions Amen. now. Miraculous admissions now. Amen. Come and receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I want to pray specifically for the, those who are in business. If you know you are doing business or you want to enter into business before the end of this year, you need the Lord intervention around your life, your business. I want to, the Lord says I should pray specifically for those of you that are in business. If you are in that number, let me see you and up. Businessmen and women here. Or those who are intending to be enter business before the end of this year. Raise up your hand. Raise up your hand. You are going to see a sign in that business. You will know that you have encountered the God of Abraham today. You will know that you have entered into a path, a covenant with him. Thank you, Father. Lift up that hand very well. Father, I pray. You say you will bless their bread and their water. And the blessing of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow to it. Father, today I ask for your blessing upon these businesses. Expansion, 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 expansion. Oh my God. Listen, listen, listen. There is a businessman here. What I'm hearing is three branches. Before now, you have one branch. And you have been in that branch for years. What I heard is that before the end of this year, you are, in, you are going to have three branches. The maker of heaven and earth. Who has the capacity to do all things, we do it. He's already doing it already. I can see you opening a shop, a virgin shop now. I see you opening a virgin shop now. Ah, one is going to open by October this year. By October. I hear October. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Lendelebo Shando Kandarabasanda. Lendelebo Shando Kandarabasanda. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, someone about to go for youth service. The devil has planned something evil against you in that youth service. That plan is cancelled today. That plan is cancelled today. It will not happen. Amen. It will not come to pass. Amen. Only the counsel of the Lord concerning you will stand. Amen. He said, my thoughts for you is for good, not for evil. Amen. And I will bring you to an expected end. Amen. The Lord will do it for you. Amen. For the expectation of the righteous cannot be cut off. 
I decree the Lord's blessings upon you now. Upon your family from today. As you continue to abide with Him and remain in Christ, serving Him, the covenant of the Lord, which He made with Abraham, all of the blessings will become yours. Amen. Thank you, Father. There is someone that is having a pain at the right part of your ribs. That pain has lasted for some time and, you know, it has been a problem troubling you. You have even gone for medical treatment, but the thing continued. The Lord just took away that pain now. Amen. A, a healing fire just landed in that part of your ribs and that pain is taken away. Amen. Thank you, Father. And I decree once again, anybody who is sick in this place, you are not going with that sickness. Amen. I say you are not going with that sickness. Amen. That sickness is not going to live here with you. I command that sickness and the spirit behind it. Get out of that body. And return back no more. For by the stripes of Jesus, the people of God are healed. Thank you, Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. I'm hearing unusual expansion. I had before expansion. There is a particular person here, a businessman. An unusual expansion is coming. Unusual. Unusual. It's going to be so miraculous that anybody who sees it will know that this is the hand of God. This is the finger of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He said, I should tell you also to learn to give. Learn to appreciate God as He begins to expand you. He said, when you begin to be faithful in appreciating Him, that will sustain the expansion. Amen. So that the expansion will not be cut short. Amen. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. Sing this song with me if you know it. Only you deserve the glory in my life. Only you deserve the glory. Oh, faithful God. Faithful God, faithful God, faithful God, faithful God, faithful Now, those of you that you know you are sick before you came, I want you to shake your body now. Shake your body and know whether you can still find that sickness. It's, it's no longer there. Shake your body. Just shake. If you notice that your sickness is gone, you came with it, but it's no longer there. Let me see you and up. You came with it and you have shaken your body now. And you are no longer feeling it in your body. Can you raise up your hand? I want to see your hand. Shake your body well. Shake well. Shake well. Shake well. 
Shake well. Raise your hands. Okay, while others are going back to their seats, I would like you to come forward. Those of you that are raising up your hands. One, come forward, come forward. That's good. Come forward, come forward. Only you If you know that it has happened, just come, just come. Oh, Facebook, 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 that mic, you just tell us what you are feeling before you come. Tell us what happened. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, before I came, I was very sick and uh, the cat was disturbing me. But the thing, the way it just waved out for me, I can't just explain. That's all I know is I'm sound now. You are sound now. Yeah. Before you come, you are very sick, but you are now sound. So God be the glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Come out so that they can see. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Before I came, well, I'll, let me say I was sick of spirit, like absence of belief or something like going back to my own self. But when I came, I feel regurgitated and very happy. Thank you are healed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, you can go back. Praise, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Before I came, I'm feeling worse pain. Worse pain? But now I'm free. Wait, you mean that the pain in your waist is no longer there? Yes. Can you check, check yourself again? You know you have checked before. Is he there? No. Hallelujah. Amen. Our God is faithful. God. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before I came, I always experienced, I always experienced stomach ache in my throat. Stomach ache? Yes. Maybe I you are one of the other patients. He to hit me. So, but now I am healed. You are healed. That altar is gone forever. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When I came here, I came with pain at the back of my grave. But people were there saw that I was lying my face to that chair in front of me. Okay. Before the program started. Okay. And the reason why the program was going on, I was bending myself up and down. But the moment I shake myself, the moment I took myself here, and I was noticing, noticing the pain more, very little. But by the time I got back to my seat, I pressed myself against the it again. And the thing is no longer there. Hallelujah. Amen. So, shake yourself oh, as you are going back to your seat. Because the healing is, is continued. It's continued. Shake yourself again, those of you that went back. Did you hear me well? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You can go back. 
You are having chest pain and body pain. You are not the chest pain is gone. Hallelujah. Amen. So God be the glory. Hallelujah. Wait. The reason why you came here is so that you will know whether this man of God will heal you. And now you have noticed that you are healed. Is the man of God a healer or God? God. Hallelujah. Amen. So God be the glory. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Before I came here, I was having meanwhile I've been having this pain. Yeah. I was having a pain here. Yeah. Yeah. If I want to bend, it's yeah. good me. I don't easily bend like that. Yeah. Especially when I'm walking. If yeah. I walk like maybe three hours, the the, the thing I'll just be feeling it. But yeah. no, as I was coming, the thing is was doing me but I don't need to complain about it because I think that it's become part of me. But today, this moment, I just feel very sound and Wait, so can you shake yourself again? Yes, check. Is he there? Hallelujah. He's not there. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, so our God is faithful. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If I came here, I was having signs of ulcer in my heart. So the extent that when I go to my friend's house, I took his drug for ulcer. But when they were praying, I checked myself and there was no sign again. Praise no Lord. sign again. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Our God is a healer. Amen. Praise yes. the Lord. Hallelujah. Actually, I didn't even know that I would even come at all. Uh-huh. Because since the day before yesterday, I was having severe headache. That even if you talk here, I am. No, it's not. Uh. Yes, it happens to God. This week afternoon, I said I don't know whether I will come. But later they now call the person that is carrying me. I don't think because of the children. Uh. Okay, but you saw me dancing outside there. And I even knelt down for the first time. Yeah. I knelt down today when I was praying. For the first time? Since how many days? Since over three months now. Over three months. She couldn't nail down. down. And she. No feeling. No oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, thank you for these testimonies of healings and deliverances. There are physical signs we can see here that is showing us the enormous wonders you have done in other areas of our life. Both in businesses, in so many blessings you have released here tonight. Father, we establish this healing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We decree that the sickness that has gone, the pain that has gone, the condition that has gone will not come back again. Amen. They are gone forever. Amen. These testimonies will last forever. Amen. You are healed forever. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. Trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivalabels at gmail.com or call 080 6560 You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels.